Welcome to the Quantum Biology Collective Podcast, where we break down the practical applications of this emerging science, starting with healthy light habits and going wherever the quantum superhighway takes us. This is your host, executive and life coach Meredith Oak, with a quick reminder that podcasts are conversations, not consultations. But if you're looking for one of those, do check out our free practitioner directory at quantumbiologycollective.org. Sarah Kleiner is a quantum health practitioner and the host of two podcasts, Evolving Wellness and Quantum Conversations. Over the years, Sarah has channeled her own challenges with unexplained energy loss, weight gain, and infertility into an education and coaching business that teaches individuals how to retrain the hormonal energy management system of their bodies. In this conversation, we talk about circadian signaling hormones, finding community, and how to best approach running a wellness business. Sarah and I have been traveling this path for the past few years, and it was a great pleasure to catch up with her and hear where she's at on her journey. As always, she generously shares her experiences so that they can be of value to others. Enjoy. Sarah Kleiner, so good to be with you today for the Quantum Biology Collective Podcast. Thank you for having me. It's fun to be back. It's always fun to chat with you, Meredith. Yes, even as we uh, struggle through the cold and flu season, <laughs> all the colds that we inherited from our kids. I know, I know. <laughs> we both have that like big glassy eye. <laughs> yep, yes. Yep. The cold and flu season comes for everyone. It does, it does. All right. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, will, we will soldier on. Yes. All right. So speaking of kids, you have um, a teenage daughter and a mm-hmm. little little one. How old Mm -hmm. is James now? He is 14 months now. Okay. Yeah. That's amazing. That's so exciting. Okay. So why don't we, why don't we start there? Because, um, when I first met you, you were, uh, looking to get pregnant with James Yep. Yep. and, uh, you were in this space of really exploring that you've, you had established yourself, um, you know, as a health and wellness influencer and you were looking, you were looking for answers as you were like, okay, I'm in my early forties and I'd like to have a child. Mm-hmm. Um, and you were getting a lot of different kind of <laughs> feedback on how to do that. So yeah. tell us a little bit about that journey and how it brought you into the quantum biologic realm. Yeah. Well, I'm kind of a reluctant, like influencer. Like I hate that word. Um, yeah. it was, <laughs> I know. <laughs> like how how else can you really describe it when you just have a lot of people that I call them are my community members. Um, and I, I kind of by accident started uh, an Instagram page and and all of this in 2019 when I was trying to struggle, you know, struggling with a lot of my own health and digestive issues and was doing carnivore diet. And I just kind of wanted to make a page so I could follow other people that were doing that and then share what I was doing, you know? So I've always been sharing what I've been doing and then kind of looking at like what I put out online is like, how can I help others? Like I've always had that in my mind because once I started sharing about doing the carnivore diet and like how a lot of my digestion issues were fixed, a lot of my you know, stuff I had been really dealing with for years was just gone. And I was just like, oh, if I can share this and it can help other people, then awesome, you know? And, mm-hmm. and 
that's a lot of what I was doing, making tons of free videos on YouTube and free content on Instagram. And I just kind of fell into it by accident, really. Um, and yeah, in 2020, I decided I wanted to have a second baby. I have a daughter who just turned 16 this month also, and she's got severe non-speaking autism. And that's a whole other story, but it's been a big struggle. And so we always just thought it's going to get easier. It's going to get easier. It's going to get easier. We want to have another baby. And then we just kept like not because it wasn't getting easier. But at the end of 2020, we were like kind of in a good place. We're like, okay, we can let's just try to do this, you know? And it wasn't, uh, it was easy to get pregnant, but I couldn't stay pregnant. And, you know, I had a lot of connections cause I had already started my podcast at that point. It was a, you know, more of like a nutrition focused podcast. So I was talking and consulting with people all over the world, trying to figure out this fertility thing, had two miscarriages and then went through two rounds of IVF and, it was while I was going through IVF that Kelly Bento, who I know is one of our um, community members here at QBC, she was uh, messaging me on Instagram. She had messaged me before and told me to take my AirPods out and that they were dangerous. And I was really, I got really annoyed with her at that. I'm like, who does this woman think she is um, telling me not to wear AirPods, you know? Uh, and so she reached out to me unbeknownst because I wasn't sharing the fertility journey. It's like mm-hmm. when you go through things and you have a decent sized community of people that are engaging it with your content, there are things that are really, really personal and deep and, and like hard that you want to kind of share once you're on the other side of it. And so I was like deep in this fertility thing, you know, like going just really up, like really wanting this baby, but you know, like I said, having losses and then going through IVF and it wasn't working. And so Kelly reached out to me and said, do you want to interview um, Dr. Cruz? And I was like, yeah, of course I do. I've heard of him before and I haven't really looked into his work that much, but it's interesting and sure, I'd love to. And so it was really that conversation in 2021 that I'm sorry, my husband keeps going in and out of the house. If you hear beeping, it's obnoxious. I apologize. Um, I don't know how to turn it off. (laughs) Okay, good. Um, So it was that conversation with Dr. Cruz that really just turned me on to quantum biology and circadian biology and leptin. And what he said to me, because, you know, anytime I would do a podcast with anybody during that time, as soon as the camera was off, I would be like, Hey, um, this is what's going on with me. You know, if I felt comfortable with that person, I'm like, this is what's going on. What do you recommend? What do you, I was just asking everyone trying to figure this thing out. Um, and he's like, you've got to study leptin. You need to understand leptin. Um, I've done a ton of blogs on it. I've put a lot, a lot of work out there on it. So that's a great place to start. And that's what I did. I really combed through his blogs and he had put up a lot of studies on leptin and I just dove into it. Um, and understanding circadian biology and quantum biology. And I just kept wanting to learn more and more and more. I was just like, oh my gosh, this is, this is significant. Um, this is what all these functional medicine doctors are not telling me. No one's ever mentioned leptin. No one's ever mentioned light. I have stacks and stacks of lab tests. Again, no one ever tested my leptin. Um, you know, and so I just dove in and that's when I, um, 
it was October, I think of 2021 that I did a discovery call with you and was like, I'm trying to get pregnant right now. Um, that's why I want to do this certification, but I also, you know, I want to teach it to other people as well, because I really think it's going to be helpful for people, even if they're not trying to get pregnant, even if they're, you know, in, in all stages of life, I see this information as hugely transformative for health. Um, and so, yeah, that was our first conversation. I was just like, Hey, and I did that, that round of, of QBC. And, um, I think I was in the first cohort and was just really applying all that information had had that second failed round of IVF, but was, you know, that doing this work gave me like a new energy, a new life, a new hope and a new happiness I hadn't had in a couple of years. And so it was October that we talked. And then I really was very, very, very strict November, December, and then January got pregnant with James, um, and had a really great, amazing pregnancy at age, you know, I gave birth at age 43, um, naturally no drugs. He was born like really quickly, um, was able to do like delayed cord clamping, uh, all the, like my, everything I wanted. Um, and he's just an amazing baby and I've been raising him and, and recovering postpartum wise, you know, I'm 44 now. So really navigating this hormonal, <laughs> all the hormonal shifts that happen in your forties plus postpartum is a kind of a crazy thing to look at, but using quantum biology, circadian biology, my knowledge of leptin. And it's been like, I actually look better now than before I got pregnant, which is pretty crazy. Um, you know, and so there's been that personal evolution and then there's been the evolution of what I share with people, uh, which has completely shifted and changed. If you can imagine, um, and, and it's more, it's all, it's all this information. So, you know, when sharing online and everything I've done, there's always like this personal element. And then I've always, you know, it's not just been me. I'm typically applying all the stuff that I'm learning with clients and with people in my courses and group coaching as well, and seeing uh, really, really amazing stuff as well. Yeah. Wow, what a great journey. And I I absolutely remember that call because I remember, you know, it was the first time we offered it. I was like, I don't, I don't know who's gonna come. I made everyone do a call because I didn't every call. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't want any like crazy people in there that I yeah. hadn't vetted. Yeah. And I have to say, everyone is people who are magnetized to this material tend to be amazing. And but I remember specifically talking to you and I was like, Yeah, you are exactly like the person to learn this because you have an audience and you have a beautiful way of communicating and a personal way of communicating and that, and everybody's ready to hear the message. They just need to hear it in a way that makes sense for them. Yes. And you have been able to do that. You've done a tremendous amount of research. Um, You've, you know, you studied with us, but I know you've done tons and tons of your own research. Do your and then, own too. Yeah, yeah. As you said, like, worked with people and see the results. And like mm-hmm. the beautiful thing about this too, is like, there's not side effects to going outside, right? No. Like these are things that you can safely experiment with people. Yes. Um. And so what I feel like you've really done that is so monumentally helpful to women is like, you've really cracked the code on two 
um, key things that really plague women in their 30s and 40s, which is Mm -hmm. unexplained infertility and unexplained weight gain. Yep. (laughs) So you talked about how learning about leptin was a key for you. Mm -hmm. What what is leptin and why is it so important for those two areas? I mean, it's uh, it's a master circadian signaling hormone that really impacts thyroid, sex hormones, uh, signals insulin, your immune system, your heart. I mean, it's a it's a key hormone that often gets ignored, and people say it's your satiety hormone, and they kind of just look at it as this. Uh, hunger satiety thing, and they don't actually see all the other implications and they haven't looked at the research, uh, with leptin, but you can't, there's a, I mean, it's, it's out there. It's, it's just, nobody is talking about it. Um, or not enough people are talking about it, I think, but you can go to PubMed and type in leptin and PCOS leptin and hot flashes, right? Cause I've had a a number of women um, that were having hot flashes, we do the whole leptin protocol, no more hot flashes, right? And that's not a guarantee. And this podcast obviously isn't medical advice, but this has just been the experience I've had working with a lot of women is we work, have this specific protocol that we use to work on leptin, hot flashes, right? Unexplained infertility and leptin, type that into PubMed, tons of stuff, right? Um, so that's Carrie and I have an entire fertility course now that is for practitioners, uh, as well as those women who are also looking to conceive. And so there's just, I mean, and we've got a lot yeah. of those studies in that course yeah. as well. So there's just a, a and ton. I, yeah. I just want to really recommend that course. Cause I know that, that infertility is such a heartbreaking, Oh yeah, it's such a heartbreaking time of life. Um, and for anyone who hasn't explored the circadian implications of it, the quantum biologic implications of it, it can, you know, you, you're not, if you haven't explored that, you're not done. And if you work, if you work with women who, who are experiencing this, you need, you know, you need to explore it. And I think your point about how the research is out there is really important, right? Because Mm -hmm. it's like, I think sometimes when people hear new information and I was certainly like this when I first started listening about how important light was and how important our light environment Mm -hmm. was and how bad screens are. Uh, My first thought was, if this was true, I would know, right? Like people would have told me, like I had this idea that like, if something is published, if there's evidence for something, it just somehow magically rises up through the ether and everybody knows, like everyone knows smoking's bad for you. It's, you know, how long and did it take for so that to it become was, common knowledge? Right, though, you know and exactly. Like, and you're like, oh, right, except <laughs> right. You look at any any media made in the 1950s, and they're mm-hmm. like smoking in the baby's nursery. Right. Yeah, and the thing is, like, when I started shifting my content um, as a creator to talk about this stuff, yeah, people were very, very skeptical, and I had to. That's what led me to continue researching and finding the studies because you can't just put something out there when you have a lot of people that are listening and watching. You can't just throw up a post that says uh, blue light makes you fat, you know, (laughs) that triggers people and makes they're just like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Okay, let's actually maybe not phrase it like that. But also here are multiple studies that 
con like confirm this, you know, and show how blue light raises glucose in the absence of food. Blue light raises cortisol. Like there's just a ton of information, but you have to, when you're presenting it to people, you have to back yourself up because I was, some people would ping me when my page was largely talking about food, like Kelly, you know, Kelly mm -hmm. sending me the DM about the AirPods and I would just get pissed. I'm like, because people message me about stuff all the time. And I was just like, what the hell is this nonsense? You know, and um, the people had mentioned blue light to me before. And I was like, this is blue light is not, a, who cares about blue light? You know, it just sounds <laughs> yeah. like outlandish <laughs> until you actually see this, this a ridiculous amount of research on this. And so, yeah, that's one thing I had to do as I shifted my content because it no longer felt authentic for me because I didn't do the carnivore diet anymore. When I started learning about leptin and circadian biology and quantum biology, the carnivore diet 365 days a year no longer made sense to me anymore. And it wasn't making sense to my body, obviously, because I wasn't able to get pregnant. And nutrition was a, a small piece of that puzzle, but I did have to change my nutrition a bit to optimize my fertility. And so I had to, sh I had this platform, you know, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to pivot, you know, I have to change things. And so, yeah, I uh, started talking about quantum biology and light and learned very quickly that you have to back up what you say, you know? Yes. And that's what, you know, continue, not only working with people and shifting what I was telling them to do, because people were still coming to me, wanting consultations, wanting to work with me. I was like having to shift what I was telling them to do. Um, and I was having to back that up with research. And I was also having to shift what I was doing and shift, you know, my message. And so it was just this huge, uh, a lot, a lot of change, a lot of change happened because of, of this want to have a baby. Right. And I think to, to your point earlier about how, um, you know, you're, you're motivated by wanting to share that journey. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think yeah. so many people are, I talk to, you know, so many practitioners and we have, you know, our application it's like, why do you want to take this? And they're like, I just want to help people. You know, yes. I just like, yes we are people in this space. And, and I think, you know, people in general, like we are really altruistic, mm -hmm. right? And when we find something that's helpful and true, we just want other people to know right. about it too. And we're exactly. Um, so I, you know, I think it's, I think allowing your, yeah, your personal um, journey through life to to then inform your choices and generate research. And then we live in this weird technology world where in some ways it's killing us, but in other ways it's enabling us to do things like share mm -hmm. this information across, you know, across the spectrum of people who need it. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a, it's an interesting time for sure. And I've just always tried to keep that in mind when I put information out there is like, how is this going to help people? Like, how can I reach people to help them understand this information? Um, you know, and yes, I have courses and there's been an evolution to me doing that. But for years, all I did was put out stuff for free, free YouTube, free Instagram, free podcasts, free everything. Um, and I still 
every day try to put out free information. Um, and I have, you know, a lot of people charge for their eBooks. I have like five different eBooks that are totally free on my website. Um, and so I think you have to keep that, that service, um, that mindset of service. If you want to, if you do want to share with people and you do want to make a business out of this as well, because we all have to pay our bills. We all have to support our families at the end of the day. It's not a, sometimes it's not a fun thing to talk about because people will be like, Oh, you're just out there for the money. You're just trying to get rich or whatever. And it's like, I got to pay my bills, you know, like who has the luxury of just, you know, putting out free stuff all the time. Like, yes, I do that. But, um, if you're going to start that process of making it a business, right. If you're a doctor, mm-hmm. practitioner, or a coach, right. Yeah. You know, I think the biggest mistake people make is that they don't keep that like overall message of like, how can I be of service to, to people out there? I think that's really, really, really key. And people like Carrie, um, who, you know, we have our quantum conversations podcast that we started because we're like, how can we, make some of this information that's like really complicated that accessible to the everyday person for free. Right. Like we, we, yes. al- we always try to keep that in mind. Um, and so I think that's something that people, if they are looking to um, kind of do what I do to always remember that that has to be in the, in the, in the back of your mind or even in the forefront of your mind. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I agree. And I think for most people, you know, I would say that that's probably more the motivator than I know a lot of coaches who struggle to make ends meet because yes. they are so service driven. Um, they almost feel guilty yes, for, <clears throat> you know, for charging what they're worth or yes. for coming up with a coherent coaching package. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's important to realize too, that, that we need to, you know, engage with, the free information to understand the value of it. And then I'm always telling people, please, if you're unwell, like, cause yeah, people DM me and they're all, you know, and they're like, what should I do? Like this, Mm-mm. this podcast said this, and this person, Mm-mm. this person said this. And I'm like, you need to work, work with, someone. with someone. You, you can't need to hire someone. Together. Yeah. yeah. Cause yeah. like, <clears throat> you know, like the, whatever falls off the podcast tree this week is not necessarily the thing that you for need you, for you. You got to sit down with someone and commit the, your time and money mm-hmm. to having somebody understand where you're at and make mm-hmm. recommendations for you specifically. Yep. Yeah. And it's, it's up to interpretation also, you know, like, um, Dr. Sarah Pugh helps me manage, my private membership group and with my leptin course and my nutrition course, you get a free month in that group, which is a really great deal because we really answer a lot of these questions. And we have two Zoom meetings a week where the people can come ask questions and get deeper help. But people will say, I've been doing the leptin reset and this, this, and this is still happening for me. And I'm like, well, what does a leptin reset look like for you? You know, because yeah. it's up to interpretation. So please let's talk about your morning routine. Let's talk about your nutrition. Let's talk about, you know, like we have to dig a little bit deeper than just saying I'm doing this protocol because then I'll find out somebody is only doing 30 seconds of sunrise. And then the rest of the day, they're in a, you know, classroom with fluorescent lights. They don't take any light breaks. Um, They're 
eating foods that I don't put on the leptin reset program. They're, you know, like, like, okay, well, (laughs) we still have work to do. So you can interpret something from a podcast um, or even a course, right? That's why I Mm -hmm. offer that month in my group. So we can talk through these things. Um, and it may not be working for you because you need individualization and you need to be able to ask questions. You need to get some feedback on how you're putting these specific things into your life. Yes. And, and like, we don't, we don't know what we don't know. Right. So yeah, I can listen to a podcast. I can take a course and I can do, and I did this, right? Like that was my journey. Um, you know, and I can do one or two things and be like, okay, I'm good. It's like, it, it's a good, you know, it's a start and it's right. better than nothing, but it's really only one piece of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was on a podcast recently, um, Gwen Dittmar's podcast, and she asked an interesting question. She was like, which, when you first got into this, like what made sense to you right away? Mm. And I was like, okay, well, right away when I, right away, I realized, oh yeah, reading doing my bedtime reading on an iPad is <laughs> definitely stupid and bad, right? Like yes. I didn't need to yes. be convinced of that. Like the minute I I understood what I was doing, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> but the but wearing blue blockers when I watched TV or had or was on a laptop earlier in the evening, like that took me months mm-hmm. of research and mm-hmm. listening and yeah. Like, and I was like, really? I don't know. Yes. People are so (laughs) skeptical about the blue light at night. And I've, I've worked with women. I just was like remembering the other day, this woman, and she was, you know, she had a building biologist to come out and do all this stuff for her house because she's really EMF sensitive. And, um, she was, she was spending a lot of time outdoors. She was grounding. She was doing the sunrise. But she's just like, I just, you know, and I remember this conversation from 2021 and I was still kind of buying into the blue blockers in 2021. I was still kind of like, I think they're really good. You know, I I wasn't all the way there yet. Like I am now, like I get a visceral, like, oh, if I don't have my blue blockers on after sunset, I actually feel nauseous. Like it's that like ingrained in me now. Um, She's just like, I just can't, the blue blockers are just stupid. Like the, the blue light after a dark thing is just, I can't buy into that. And now I'm thinking like that could have been the re- the issue for you because you're doing all the other things, you know, and you were yeah. refusing to look at your light environment after dark. You know, you're like refusing to, to do something as simple as literally just put on a pair of blue blockers. Um, I don't know whatever happened to her. I don't know if she's still hanging around, uh, yeah. Around. But uh, I do. I remember that consultation now because I was trying to I was like, well, that's the thing that you're not doing that maybe you should try to do and see if it helps. And she's like, I just think it's just dumb. I just don't want to do it. I'm like, OK, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's funny. That's it's yeah, there's a real there's a real block against that. And like I've done so many um, episodes like podcast episodes on light mm-hmm. and um because it's just so ignored. Like we just don't get it. Yeah. Right. Like if we yeah. said to someone like you should really stop eating caramel popcorn before bed, they'd be like, yeah, I know. Right? Yeah, I but know. It's like, right? you should really-, you should really not have your iPhone <laughs> two inches away from your face at 10 o'clock at night in the middle of winter. No, really? That's dumb. Like really? why, <laughs> what's the problem with that? <laughs> you know, like, 
Okay, so just to recap, tell us what the problem with that is, just in case this is someone's Where first time. Where do I start? Someone's first time, and they're like, "What are you even talking about, you crazy ladies?" Oh Lord. Um. Well, you know, after sunset, we want our bodies to start going into the mode where we begin making melatonin, so that our bodies can heal, rest, and repair. So that leptin has the ability to dock to the hypothalamus. So if we're doing the blue light after sunset, even if it's, you know, you have on a bunch of overhead lights, you're, you're still stopping that. You're, you're telling your body to continue making cortisol and that's going to keep you awake. And that's going to, um, again, blunt this process of getting your body into rest and restore mode where we can perform important processes like apoptosis, apoptosis and autophagy, cell death and cell repair. Um, all these things are super important for preventing cancer, for preventing obesity, diabetes, Alzheimer's, depression, anxiety. I mean, there's just a host of things that we really need to be cautious of blue light at night because of these. And those that research is extensive. I mean, very, very extensive. Um, so yeah, that's, that's one. And I mean, you know, another thing I've been talking about with people because just to kind of <clears throat> go on a little tangent here, I'm wearing my blue blockers and I got my phones, you know, and, but I, I'm in my bed, but my phone is red and I'm wearing blue blockers. Why, why is that not okay? And I'm like, well, number one, non-native EMF, but number two, also you are continuing to uh, produce neurotransmitters that will not be conducive to melatonin production that can also create uh, cortisol, dopamine, um, you don't want to just from the, like the, the just way from this, the information is on the screen yeah, and the scrolling. Just from yeah. scrolling, like on Instagram, if you're scrolling through reels, like you don't know if they're going to send, if the, if the algorithm is going to send you something really funny, you know, haha, that's great. But you got all that dopamine going, but then they could send you something like really devastating. That's what happens anytime I fall into the trap of like doom scrolling because I'm like gonna do research to find trending audio for my reels, you know, which I I do that sometimes. <laughs> but then I'll uh, stumble upon a reel of like something super tragic that Instagram has decided I need to see, and I'm like, oh, I didn't need to, you know. And so mm -hmm. you're doing all that crap before bed, and it's going to be a lot harder for your body to start making melatonin. So melatonin is super, super, super key. Um, and it's, it, you know, there's a lot of great studies on melatonin supplementation, but what Carrie and I were talking about in our podcast, we did on melatonin and quantum conversations is that we, they haven't done a ton of research on uh, just really minding your blue light after sunset yeah. and turning in those neurotransmitters dialed down and winding down and how, beneficial that endogenous melatonin production can be, you know? Yeah. So <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it seems to me that the more research that comes out on melatonin, the more we realize how absolutely crucial it is mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to keeping us healthy now and stopping us from getting sick later. Mm -hmm. And it, it's not just like, oh, it's this is what we need to go to sleep. It's like really, really, really important. So that, so that also brings up the question um, I get asked a lot and they're like, well, can I just take it? <laughs> I mean, can I just uh, take a pill. Like I said, there, and, and there's, you know, there's a lot of different people that say different things in this community about melatonin supplementation. I don't recommend it, um, as something that you do every single day. 
uh, because I think you should work really hard to allow your body to make it endogenously um, because it can be super powerful that, I mean, I think that that melatonin production endogenously, which is what I did um, for getting pregnant. I, I was, it was November, December. So I focused on cold and I focused on darkness. Those were two things. And that was um, what Dr. Corey Gasvini, I did a, a talk with him, a consult with him. And he's like, cold and dark, you're, a, you know, H1 haplo haplotype, you are going to have a lot of mitochondrial uh, benefit to exposing your body to cold and then darkness. These are two things that are going to be really, really key for you in improving your fertility because mitochondria, uh, melatonin is a master antioxidant. And so when you want to improve your egg quality or just improve your fertility, right? Uh, you, you need to focus on these things because like I said, I just did an interview actually with somebody who's done my 21 day leptin reset. Um, a woman who was in, you know, in menopause going through it and was having these hot flashes and she was doing all the stuff in the program. And then finally was reluctant, reluctantly started wearing the blue blockers and guess what stopped hmm. her hot flashes. Her hot like, flashes. We did a yeah. whole interview about it because I'm like, I need people to understand the simplicity of this and yes. is our wearing blue blockers going to stop everyone's hot flashes. I'm not going to promise that, but I have worked yeah. with a lot of women who, did this, you know, all the stuff we talk about and the blue blockers are a part of it. And they've been able to stop the hot flashes, which are, you know, from what I've heard, knock on wood, I've haven't had, yeah, had those. Um, I am going to be 45 this year, but you know, hoping quantum biology, circadian biology has been real good to me. So let's just keep, yes. keep this train going. <laughs> um, but just long story short, I've seen a lot of, a yeah. lot of really positive things from implementing this stuff and the blue blockers are a part of it. <laughs> They're a part yes. of it. Yeah, they are. And I, you know, listening to you explain that it, I, I was realizing like we do focus, um, a lot on, okay. Like artificial light at night is, mm -hmm. is bad. Blue light at night is bad. Um, but what you were saying, like the way Dr. Corey Gasvini phrased it, it's like the flip side of that is darkness is healing. Mm -hmm. We, we need darkness. darkness. Like we require darkness yes. in the same way that we require light and food and anything else. Like mm -hmm. true, true darkness, our bodies is a foundational requirement for mm -hmm. the health of our bodies. So yeah. framing it that way, it's like, oh, <laughs> and when should that darkness start? Well, is it dark outside? Right. Exactly. And, you know, some women struggle. I have a lot of women that do my, my programs for obvious reasons. <laughs> men too, though. I do have some men in my group um, and I do the program and they, they always like, Hey, am I supposed to lose this much weight this quick? I'm like, Shh, don't tell the ladies just stop. <laughs> Don't, you know, make them mad. Um, <laughs> We're on a different train. <laughs> exactly. Totally different train. But it's, it's just, it's just remarkable how, um, how this stuff really, it does work and it's, it's super simple, you know? Yes. Yeah. So that's, that's an, I think a key part to think about. Yeah. Is that yeah. we, we need darkness. Yeah, we do. And the really way do. our homes are set up, the way our cities are set up, like it's, you know, I mean, we live, we live way back off the road on the top of the hill in our town, 
you know, our neighbors are quite far off, but still, if they leave their porch lights on or like the haze oh. of the city, that's 15 miles, the nearest city is like 15 miles away. Mm. You still get it through. Blackout like, curtains everywhere yeah. in my house, kids' rooms everywhere. Oh, that's what I was going to, sorry, I have a, I have a brain blip. What I was going to say is when women are doing my program in the summer, sometimes they'll say like, I'm really tired, but it's still, the sun is still out, but I'm really tired. And I'm like, you probably have a major sleep that you probably just need to go to sleep. You know, yeah. like we have, we are so conditioned to, you know, in the winter time, we need to sleep and be dark. And, and that's a hard thing to get people to understand, but sometimes just while your body is healing, you know, cause you've had 20 years of sleep deprivation and trying to have a summer for 365 days a year and stay up till 11 o'clock or midnight every night to burn the candle at both ends. There's a point when sometimes you start implementing the sunrise and doing these things and allowing your body to come out of this, like, you know, unnatural state that it's been in. Um, and you do need to rest more. So that's, that's what I was going to say. I had a little brain blip when I started talking about the men. And uh, so I apologize for that, but you know, I think we have to learn how to tune back into our body. And that's another gift that this work does is it allows you to, to recognize and feel when you're actually tired and you need to slow down and you need to rest or you're getting sick and you need to say no to some things. And, um, it's, a it's a different way of, of that, of operating. The world doesn't operate that way, you know? Yes, absolutely. And I think even, even, you know, from some functional medicine approaches, like the, when you take into account your quantum biology and you start thinking of your body as in communication with its environment, mm -hmm. like every second of the day mm -hmm. and becoming aware of what's going on outside and where the sun is and when dark, when it gets dark and yeah, it, it creates a level of personal awareness and it heightens intuition and it mm -hmm. connects us back in a way to, to an inner wisdom that I think we all have, mm -hmm. but when we've been trained to only seek outside sources to make ourselves feel yep. better, we're cut off from that. And sometimes the inner wisdom will lead us to an outside source, mm -hmm. right? I took some cold medication this morning because I want to be able to do a podcast and not fall down. But you know, that was like layered onto all of these other things that my body really needed and extra mm -hmm. sleep and all of that. And, you know, I think to me, it's when I, you know, if we're exploring a new approach or a new way of doing something in the world, it's like, where is this leading me? Like, mm -hmm. if I really sink into this approach that this person's telling me about, like, what's the path forward? So if mm -hmm. someone's telling me, I just need to take 900 supplements a day for the rest of my life, I'm like, okay, what does that look like in five years? What does it look like right. in 10 years? But mm -hmm. like what you're, what you're teaching and like what we're learning, it's like, okay, if I sink into understanding my body, like mm -hmm. where's that taking me? And right. it's like, oh, it's taking me deeper and deeper into my own wisdom. Right, exactly. And that's the beautiful thing that, and that's the thing that's really hard to teach. You know, it, it can be really hard to teach people that. And that's where I have Dr. Sarah that she really, is a beautiful friend of mine. She just actually spent six weeks here at my house. Um, and it, she, she really helps me to manage my, my private group because that's the hardest thing I think for people 
is that they get this information and they want to do it like perfectly like okay i need to have sunrise and then do some cold exposure and then ground and then uh what time do i eat the breakfast and then what time do i do this and then then what time does this routine happen and then and they just like get all into the like having to do it so perfectly that they're not like able to tune in to their to their own wisdom and that's something that you know what I tell people with that is the longer that you do these things, the more connected you become to these light and dark cycles. And it it sounds almost kind of too good to be true, but I've seen it hundreds and hundreds of times now repeated in myself and close friends of mine and clients, people that do my programs, the more that you become connected to those light, dark cycles, as well as cold cycles and heat cycles, you know, the natural cycles of nature the more you're able to tap into that inner knowing, the inner voice, your intuition and say no to things or uh, know that something isn't right for you. Cause people are always like, how much, uh, you know, how much minerals do you add to your water? How much this do you do this? What's the measurement? And I'm like, I don't measure my food. I don't measure my minerals. I don't measure my water. It's all like, today I feel like I need a little this today. I don't need that. You know, like Mm -hmm. I I just, that's kind of, people don't like that. Yes. It's it's not the Huberman labs podcast where you do 57 minutes of heat and 11 minutes of cold. And that's your perfect formula for everyone. Cause that's not the perfect formula for everyone. That could be a disaster for some people. It could be great for some people like, and that's, that's a hard thing to teach, but I truly believe for anyone who's just kind of getting into this information, the more you can do those really super simple things, the more you can start to trust your body when it's like, Ooh, today, maybe I don't need, um, to put a little salt in my water, or maybe I do need a little salt in my water or, you know, like just the little things like that. Yeah. And I think we've, we've really been taught that it's wrong to do it that way. We have that we have yeah. everything is out there. The answer is out there. And we have yeah. to keep searching and chasing. to track it down and find mm-hmm. the perfect food mm-hmm. and the perfect diet and the perfect right. this and the perfect Supplement that when, protocol. Yeah. And, yep. And what's perfect for me today in a couple of years, you know, my needs might change. Mm-hmm. My hormones mm-hmm. will be changed. You know, like it's all mm-hmm. it's all in flux. So to be able to live tuned in to our needs. Yes. And then that helps us to be aware. And, you know, we model that for our children and the people around yes. us. And um, yeah, it's, it's very different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I do think some, there is a cognitive profile too. Like some people are just very measurement oriented. And yeah. I remember that, you know, when I was like weaning my first child and she was like going from breast milk to other liquids. And there was a mom, she's like, well, how many so how much do you give her? And I was like, I don't know, like I give her some milk. She was like, well, how often? I'm like, I don't know when she's thirsty. <laughs> she was right. like, but how many ounces? How many ounces a day do you get? And I'm like, I, I have no idea. <laughs> I don't I know. know. And I was like, oh, like this person really needs ounces to feel safe in the world. Whereas I'm like, I don't know, have a sip when you're thirsty. Right, exactly. There's different ways to approach things. Agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And that, and I think that kind of brings us into something else I wanted to talk to you about because, you know, we all want to be healthy. We all 
want to have the highest quality of life possible and learning the best ways to do that. But we also have businesses. We Mm -hmm. also have work. And you were sort of, you know, diving into all of this Mm -hmm. and moving along and you got pregnant and had baby James. And then you had like a personal reason Mm -hmm. where you had to really change how you structured your life. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And the and I think that while the the impetus for that was was challenging, um, you ended up coming coming out of it in a really surprising way. So tell us a bit about that. Yeah, I mean, so it's kind of been an evolution with how I've been doing things. So when I first met you, I was just purely in nutrition coaching and had gone through a, a few nutrition training certifications. And I had also done some coaching certifications and had been doing coaching for years and years and years before I even started doing anything online and teaching um, yoga, body work, kind of in that profession for about 13 years. And so um, that's kind of the framework that I looked at things through and and, and taught through. And um, after doing the QBC, I did, uh, I decided, I was like, I want to start doing these like webinars. I want to start teaching people this stuff. And so I started with the webinars and people were really, really interested in learning this information. And so I decided, uh, and I was pregnant with James to put my leptin protocol into an actual course and started with that very first course, which has been super, super successful. Um, And again, you know, shifting my content to be all around circadian biology, quantum biology. And I've kind of learned a formula to, you know, put out a free content every single day, put out free eBooks and free information, and also have courses where I'm able to support my family and able to um, have a certain amount of freedom in my life, which is I think what all of us want is kind of the best of both. Cause like you said, people that are doing this are not coming to it saying, I want to, you know, just make all this money, whatever. Like they want to help people and they would like to make money. They would like to be financially stable and, and, and enjoy life and have some freedom. Um, but this last year, since my son has been 40, he's 14 months now, my daughter has had some significant health issues that I haven't talked about, uh, publicly. I will, you know, it's kind of another one of those things I'm kind of going through navigating, figuring it out. Once we are on the other side, I will talk about it. Um, but that to say is that my time has been extremely limited, um, because she had an ICU stay in August and that was like, that was when everything just shifted. Right. And I realized I really could only work maybe one hour a day or two hours a day. And I've have been able to kind of figure out a formula where I'm still able to put out free content. I'm still able to, um, keep my business going and, and just working these small chunks of time. And so, yeah, I've had to really get things down to a science because my family has needed me. She's had to be home full-time and need a full-time care um, you know, some pretty tricky medical situations. And I have a a baby, you know, a little baby that needs me as well. And so, um, you know, I, I really hate the, uh, because it's another thing you get on Instagram is like the people that are like, I work for one hour a day and make blah, blah, blah amount of money. Like you get those, like get rich quick things like coming through your feed a lot. And you're like, Oh, you know, um, 
but I have definitely figured out a way to deliver information and help people and be able to really be in my family, be there for my family. Right. Like, like we were saying before we started recording, some people can interpret that as like, oh, I can figure out, you know, I can kind of do this formula and work a couple hours a day and then have fun the rest of the time. I haven't gotten to do that yet because I've been taking care of, of a child that has needed a lot of care, but yeah, yeah, just that, yeah, it is possible. Um, to, to figure out. It is possible. And I, what was so, um, surprising to me and like, I was like, oh, I'd love to talk about this on a podcast is like, you know, I think people are sometimes a little bit afraid of success because they are afraid. Like if I have a successful business, it's going to take over my life. Right. And what you told me, and I was like, oh, that is interesting. You were Mm -hmm. like, I had a moment in my life where the needs of my family were so extreme. I was like, this business gets two hours a day max mm-hmm. and that's it. Like you like put it in a box, you put some super strong boundaries around it mm-hmm. and it grew. Yeah. Right. That For was months, what I think is was, so interesting, right? This like is a asymmetric thing. effect. The, the month that she was in the ICU was August. That has to date been the biggest month I've ever had with my business. And that could have been the universe coming to me. You know, people that hear this, oh, woo woo, here comes. There's a a quantum energy Mm -hmm. at play as well in your your business. And you have to acknowledge that, you know, there's a, a mindset and an energy and that energy of service has to be there in your business. You all, you have to have that energy of service in your business, a hundred percent, um, and energy of money of, of giving as well, um, which is hard for people as well, because, um, not to kind of go on tangents, it's like my hobby is going on tangents, but, um, I love tangents. (laughs) People are so afraid when you have a digital course to give a refund and, uh, I might get myself in trouble for saying this, but I have a, everyone that asks for a refund gets a refund policy, no matter what, how stupid the reason is they get the refund. I don't hold money. I don't want your money. If you have invested in my course and you feel it's not a value to you, I don't want your money. I don't, you know, I'll obviously cut off your access to the material obviously, but, um, that energy has to be there. And so there's a lot at play. Like that's why I get so irritated with like the work from your phone two hours a day. No, I had to bust my butt for a couple of years to build what I have. Mm -hmm. But the point where I was at was that I was working a lot and I didn't have to be, I was, I've I've figured out all the stuff that's like, that's really unnecessary for me to be doing that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I kind of, was forced to learn that because of the, the, uh, severity of the situation with my daughter and able to say, Oh, here's, what's really important for me to be doing. If I only have this little small window of time per day to work, this is what's important for me to be doing, um, in order to keep the business going and also keep, um, keep, keep the train going, you know, yes. keep the, the content flowing and all that stuff. Um, and so, yeah, it's been a, a big lesson. And like I said, even the August, everyone says sales are terrible in August. Don't try to put out anything in August. My August was bigger than my black Friday. And I'm like, (laughs) black Friday was a whole other story this year, but, um, because everyone was just getting pounded by 
email and social. It was this year was like nothing I've ever seen, you know? Um, so that's a different story, but just to, just to say, yeah, there is, there, there is a way to, to do this. And I think a lot of people suffer from imposter syndrome mm-hmm. as well. That's, yeah. you know, I'll get people from the QPC community that reach out to me and say, I want to do what you're doing, but I just don't, I don't think that I, I don't think I, I have what it takes or like yeah. people don't want to hear from me. I'm not smart enough. And this is P- PhDs. I've had, this yes. conver- I've literally had this conversation with multiple PhDs that think they don't have enough education. They think yeah. they don't have enough knowledge to create a course or to share and that they're not worthy in some way. And, um, I'm like, um, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> yes. not true. Yeah, that comes up a lot on mm-hmm. on our coaching calls mm-hmm. as on my coaching calls as well. Yeah. And it's like it's this thing that our minds do where mm-hmm. we compare where we're at to the most successful person we can find in mm-hmm. a in the in a related field mm-hmm. and say, "Well, I'm not that person, so mm-hmm. I shouldn't even start." Right? It's like a very right. kind of tricky um like mind mind bending thing that we do to keep ourselves safe from going out into unknown territory. And it's like, no, if that person can do it, so can you. Exactly. Right. And you have like a unique tapestry of woven of your specific experiences and expertise and knowledge and education and life that's going to come out. That's totally unique to you. That Mm -hmm. is going to be absolutely what a lot, what someone out there needs. They need Mm -hmm. you. And you just step forward and do it. (laughs) Yes. If you're feeling that calling to do it, you should do it. And if you're, you know, I don't want to sound like one of these like cheesy motivational people, but if you're scared and you have this like visceral feeling, like you probably should do it. Like you probably should find a way to overcome that and do it because people need to hear from you. You are, you're uniquely able to give a message that's like, specific for the right person and the right person, if you put it out there is going to find it. And, you know, people get caught up in numbers because I'll I'll say, oh, well, Sarah, I don't have nearly as many um, people on Instagram as you do, or I don't have your YouTube channel. I don't have you. I started from absolutely zero with all of that. I've never once bought followers. I've never once bought anything. Like I know a lot of people that do that and you can tell because their engagement is like super low. It's like you have all these followers, but, and then you can tell when people are buying, there's a whole, you can tell when people are buying likes, you can tell Mm -hmm. when people are buying, like there, you can buy all kinds of stuff. If you're trying to grow your business and get your message out there at the end of the day, why would you do that? Because you're just giving a message to a bunch of bots. Yeah, they don't care. No one cares. <laughs> no one, no one cares. cares. And and your audience, the people who you're trying to talk to, you may only have 500 people that are following your account. You know, you may only have a thousand people, but those people could be really, really, really engaged with what it is that you, your message, right? And and what it is that you're putting out there. And you can absolutely make a living and do really well with a small engaged audience. Right. And there are ways to, to grow your, um, your information and, and the message that you're trying to put out there. There are ways to do this that are smart that I've learned, like, don't do that. That's a really bad idea. Right. And Mm -hmm. here, here's a great way to, 
to reach more people and to, you know, there, there are things that you can do. There are tricks that you can follow for sure. Good. And you, and so you have now reached a point where you're ready to teach that, yes. which I think is quite exciting. So for people who are, you know, in, in, uh, you know, have a business, have a coaching business, have a, a practice of any kind and want to kind of understand how to crack yes. this social media thing. Um, you should learn from Sarah. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's, what it doesn't have is... to be hard and scary. Right. No. And, and yeah. I do also just want to add, like, it can also be something extra that you do in life. Like mm-hmm. there is such a, a lack right now of support for people, mm-hmm. right? Like people, we were talking about this on a coaching call as well. Like people really just need someone to listen mm-hmm. and, and hear where they're at. So mm-hmm. if you're, if you are at a point in your life where you like want to start a little business and show up for people and listen and help them make some basic lifestyle changes, like that is a really wonderful thing to do. <laughs> yes. And you can, you know, take like what you're going to offer and like learn how to just like make a nice little business. People helping are helping people. Yeah. People are hungry for information like this. People have, I mean, and the medical yeah. system is a mess. I mean, it's, it's you and I were talking about that again, before we hit record of like how the medical system, you know, it's a mess, you know, and I've been navigating it for my daughter and it's horrific, you know, um, being in and out of hospitals and dealing with doctors. And it's just like, Oh my God, you know, and if I'm dealing with this, I know people all over the world are dealing with this too. And the great thing about this information is that, like you said, implementing it, there are not a ton of side effects. You know, you're not worried about somebody taking a supplement or doing a supplement protocol and getting sick from it or having adverse reactions to it. You're really just guiding people through this information. Um, and yeah, it's like just there, there it's, it's a, not that huge of a risk to try this stuff. That's, that's a thing. And if you have that feeling inside that you want to put your information out there, um, then that's, yeah, that's something that I want to help people do. And I was outside doing my grounding and sunrise this morning. And I had this, I knew we were going to talk and I had this like feeling in my stomach that like, Oh God, like, I don't know if this is the right direction for me to go in, but it's just been, one of those things kind of bubbling up in me where I see other people out there that want to do what I do and that want to have things that I have and have some financial freedom and have some freedom to care for a sick family member or God forbid, just have fun, go travel, enjoy life. Right. Um, (laughs) goals, but they don't really know how to do it because there's so much information out there, um, Mm -hmm. of like, you know, and I've, the crazy thing is I talk, I've talked with someone who has 785,000 followers, uh, last week. And she has, she was paid this business coach and the business coach said, don't create a course until after you've, you know, done this, this, and this for six months. And I was just like, okay, let's back. I'm like, you've been coaching for a couple of years. You have this data set of information. Like, Mm -hmm. why don't you have a course if you have this many people that are really engaged with your work? Like it, uh, my mind is kind of blown. Um, so there, yeah, there's, there's Mm -hmm. a lot that I think people, they wait 
for yeah. things to be perfect or for, you know, to start building their business. And yeah, they, they, they don't have to do that, you know? Yes. Yeah. And that's, that's another, you know, great point is that like, we need to build the future we want to live in. Right. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, I think it's important to have a doctor and, you know, you're engaged in the mainstream medical care mm -hmm. right now. Like there is life-saving technology there There's that we necessary. need yep. for sure. Um, but on a day-to-day -day basis, just to connect, as we were talking about with our own bodies and our own mm -hmm. inner wisdom and our own sense of wellness, um, you, the medical system can't really help us with that. Mm -mm. And we need to, we need to help each other. And mm -hmm. so, you know, if any uh, women, especially, but anyone really like is feeling called to do that, like follow up on that call, right? Like mm -hmm. it could even just be like within your community mm -hmm. or as you were saying, like within a small community on online, you don't need a ton of people right? Um, to make a really, really big difference and impact exactly. people's lives, right? And build the thing, like just build the thing you wished you had mm -hmm. when you were at your moment right. of health crisis <laughs> Yeah, and be the remember. person you wished you had to talk exactly. to. Exactly. <laughs> like you are the person that is uniquely able to help the former you. And how many of like the former yous are out there in the universe want like wishing that they had someone. I mean, I wish that I had had this information and not struggled to and paid all that money for functional medicine doctors and testing and supplements and IVF treatments. I mean, it was literally over a hundred thousand dollars that I paid for this stuff. And not only the money that was really a lot, but the emotional toll that that took on me, um, going through all of that. I mean, it was just like a horrible emotional toll. And so I wish that I had had, you know, my information sooner, but we have to kind of go through what we go through in order to learn what we learn and, and be able to yeah. help other people, you know? Um, so yeah, that, that's just to say the former you <laughs> is out there and you may think you don't know enough or have the perfect, um, title or whatever, like, you have a message to carry and someone needs to hear it, especially if that's bubbling within you, that's legitimate and you need to listen to that. Yes. Yeah. And I, I was just, you know, you're reminding me, um, I was listening to a podcast with Lynn McTaggart, whose books I've had on my shelf for years. She does, she's done a lot of research on intention uh, in the quantum field. Mm -hmm. And she has a book that I haven't read, but I will now about how just a group of, of around eight people, you know, plus or minus, but a, a big part of a group of around eight people that meets on a consistent basis and holds space for each other. They were measuring the, the effects in the quantum field, the effects on brainwaves, the effects in people's lives of just doing that. Right. Like just being in a, in a coherent group where everyone had a shared intention, um, was, has been proven to like radically alter the course of people's lives and health. So, you know, if you're a person who could even just make that happen, right. Like just mm -hmm. get a little group together and, you know, take, learn how to learn how to find the people who want to be in it and get mm -hmm. something going. These yeah. are the ripple effects. Mm -hmm. You know, every one of us can make choices like this that will ripple out. Absolutely. A hundred percent.
Yeah. So if I, so if it wasn't clear, Sarah is teaching a course on how to create a, create a digital course and sell mm -hmm. it online in an, in a non-scary way. Yes. And how does <laughs> that just... won't take over your life? <laughs> exactly. And it's, you know, it's, it's about creating a personal message, um, on social media, how to grow your social media, how to be more targeted that way. And yeah, how to grow a course, how to create a membership group, all these things. And, um, then other things that you can do as well that I've done that are pretty free and easy to do, but a lot of people are afraid to take those steps, you know? And like yeah. I said, I've, I've been building all of these things for a few years now. And, uh, it does, it does take some work. So anyone who says this is just get rich quick scheme is not being truthful with you. There's no such thing. You do have to work, but there's a smart way to work. And that's yeah. what I figured out at this point is how to do this smart, how to do this the right way. So you're not just like spinning your wheels and frustrated. And then within the course I'm going to have, so every week I'll have like a lesson where I go through things, but then we'll have a coaching call every week as well. So people can actually ask me questions or submit questions before the call if they can't be there, you know, mm -hmm. um, people can ask, ask me these things and get help if they're just like, I just don't feel like I, you know, I, they need confidence. They need that push, um, to know that they are worthy of putting this out there and that people do need to hear what they have to say. So I'll, that that's part of it as well as it's interactive, at least for this first round. I don't know if, if I do it more than once, if I'll always do the interactive, but definitely this round will be, yeah. um, interactive. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's like, that's what we need. Right. And, mm -hmm. and anytime I've ever done anything in my life, I've always been in a coaching program mm -hmm. and I've always, and nothing that I've done would be here if I hadn't like been sitting on a group coaching call being like, well, I have this idea, but I don't know. And like had some coach be like, well, so go do it. <laughs> right. right. Like, just exactly. like those little nudges. And, you know, mm -hmm. even just yesterday I was on, I'm always in something, right. Like I was on a call and I'm like, oh, I'm feeling a bit stuck about, you know, a, Instagram, oh, yeah. love, love, hate relationship with Instagram. Oh, same. Um, I have, you know, I have an ADD brain. I just like get so overwhelmed in there. But anyway, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, she started saying something and as she was talking, I'm like, oh, now I see what the resistance really is. Right. And it was just like, you just need like a forum to say out loud what's in your head, mm -hmm. get a little feedback, hear that other people feel the same way. And it's, you know, for anything in life. And exactly. So it's really great that you're offering this because there, there is so much out there. And I think I told you this too, right? Like I've often recommended to people who, who are studying the quantum biology stuff. I'm like, oh, let's take a little marketing program. And like they, they, and I've re referred them, but it's strangers, right? Like, mm -hmm. so it's, uh, it's even more fun to do this with people that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing about this is like, I'm largely, I'm not really going out trying to find a ton of people um, just out there in the universe to do this. I'm really offering it more so to the QPC community, um, you know, and I'll put it out on my newsletter and see who responds back. But uh, I'm good. It's a lot of quantum practitioners, I think, that are going to be doing this. And so it'll be a little bit more tailored to this, this kind of arena, because I think there is yeah. a unique opportunity that people in this community have right now to reach people. Honestly, we're not just yeah. talking about, um, cutting your calories and exercising more and, you know, all this supplement protocols and da, 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 da. Like 
we're talking about some, some information that people really are excited to hear about right now. And this is a really unique opportunity that I think that anyone that is a practitioner in this community has right now to take advantage. Um, and don't wait to start this because yeah. the world the, needs your message. They need it. The and world needs your message. Yeah. <laughs> and this information, people are very hungry for it. That's the one thing I've learned yeah. over the last couple of years is people are just yeah. so tired of this standard information everyone else is putting out there. They're like, wait a second. Really? This is so yeah. fascinating. I mean, so- I think of what I did to learn this information. Like, yeah, we flew thousands of miles. I pay, I don't even want to talk about, but like, but we did, uh, my husband and I, like we did crazy things to mm-hmm. find and connect with the people who could tell us about this. And so yes. if we can make it a little bit easier. Accessible for people, <laughs> they want to know this stuff. And so again, yeah. if you're in your heart, like I know as a practitioner, coach or doctor that I need to get this out to more people then listen to that because people want to hear it right now. I promise. Yeah. And I, yeah, I was listening to some um, affirmations this morning and sometimes I just hit pause and it's like, whatever I hit pause on sort of stays with me through Mm. the day. And it was, it said, um, there's no competition in the, in the quantum field. There isn't. There isn't. Mm -mm. This is like, Oh, I love that infinite this yep. is infinite an infinite space yeah you know you yep. need everybody and if you operate from that lack place again with the money the energy if you operate from a lack or competitive space that's going to be a yeah. block it's going to be a block for your business and that's one of the you know it's that's something that doesn't get taught that if you come to if you come out there and you're nasty and and talking about other people badly poorly especially in this space you know mm-hmm. that's not going to bode well for you at the end of the day you're only going to get so far so we have to clear clear that and have this mindset that there's enough for each of us here mm-hmm. not just enough but an abundance for for each of us um to get the information out there that we have a unique unique viewpoint of yes yeah, no, it's it's really a calling and this is how the world changes, right? Like yes. we were talking about building the future you want to live in. 100%. It's like, if you're listening to this podcast, it matters that you listen to this podcast. <laughs> it matters that you're thinking about these things. Yes. You matter and your choices matter. We appreciate you all so much. Sarah, thanks for being here. Thank you. It's lovely. This has been the Quantum Biology Collective Podcast. To find a practitioner who practices from this point of view, visit our directory at quantumbiologycollective.org. If you are a practitioner, definitely take a look at the Applied Quantum Biology Certification, a six-week study of the science of the new human health paradigm and its practical application with your patients and clients. We also love to feature graduates of the program on this very podcast. Until next time, the QBC.